On the way over here from the subway, I realized that the Salt Bay restaurant is like a block away. Did you know that? I did. Like, is it still open? Yeah. When can we can we get some um, can we get some wagering going on when that shit's going to close? I, you know, he keeps uh, showing up for dictators and cooking for dictators, so yeah. I feel like it's just a matter of time. Um, and by that I mean Donald Trump. Yeah. No, like legit, oh, real, well, yeah, well, non-democratic. Yeah, 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 like I forget which ones, but just some, all of, like whatever, all the bad ones. Yeah, not the good dictators. Right. Um, there, it literally says hashtag Salt Bay on the window. Like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? Mm. It, I got me into a very brief uh, spiral of just like that's the bubble. The fact that somebody will pay, you know, Midtown Manhattan, you know, real estate prices for a restaurant. That's a fucking hashtag. I just want to murder everybody. Merry right. Christmas. All right. Yeah, so Merry that's, Christmas. That's a fun hot take. Um, We're recording this just a few days before Christmas, yeah. and I will not be, I don't think I'll be taking out the Christmas references. Yeah. We, I, th- I think contextually it's important to yeah. understand where the rage is coming from Christmas right now. Christmas is a state of mind that I've tried to avoid. Although I did get my own, I got a fucking Christmas you tree. You got a Christmas tree. I got a Christmas tree. I carried it myself. Did you get it at Food Town? I did not because those trees look like shit. Every time I go there, I look at them and I'm like, nope. Also, like I'm carrying a a, ba- a plastic basket which has the capacity for like two cartons of milk and uh-huh. maybe some eggs. I don't have room for a six foot Christmas tree plus the, a stand. And you're drinking coffee out of a bag. Yes, yes. Uh, so no, I went to Kim's brother. Actually, another um, fun store in my neighborhood that I've talked about Kim's on this podcast brother. before. Kim's brother, the fruit stand that smells like cocaine and also <laughs> pine needles. And I always like pine needles, or just now like pine needles, just seasonally. Lori, yeah. what does cocaine smell like? I don't really. It's hard. It's you know, it's like. Um, Crushed dreams and the mm-hmm. sweat of nineteen-year-old boys mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> cat litter and gas stations. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know. I just know that when I go in there, there's something in there that I smell that reminds me of that one time that I did cocaine and regretted it. Lori, your mom followed me on Twitter. I know. I don't. What underst- do I do? What I do I do? Nothing. Just hold steady, man. She's. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why she's on Twitter. Mom, why are Lori's you on Twitter? <laughs> Listen, I'm happy to DM. We can we can discuss Talk things. Talk about me. Yeah. If, like, I could be a back channel mm-hmm. for your mom. Pull my therapist into that DM. discussion. Sure. Yeah. If your therapist wants to follow me. And then what they can do is set me up for conversations. Uh-huh. Much like oh, many, with me? Mm-hmm. That's... And we can discuss it much like many people do uh, to get me to say terrible things about other people that oh. they themselves cannot say wow they'll they'll just send me a little note and say hey that. outrage right yeah and then i'll say maybe and then you'll drop it that's Sometimes. it's good to know how that's how your your sausage gets made uh, what's your third thing uh oh year-end lists everyone's making them this year if you're on twitter every writer every publication every sentient being has got a year-end list of, of varying levels of, of value and every time I see one I'm like should I do a year-end list um, and then 
I all I can think of to include on my year-end list, and I just want to build a year-end list around this one item, which is like weird shit that happened to me this year. And there were a couple of things, but the one that I really want to shout out, because I don't feel like I got enough attention for it, is when the guy spit in my face in the restaurant. Yeah. I feel like I want to build a whole Twitter moment around around that. It got lost in the shuffle of some other big events, but uh, but it was important to me. I have been back to that restaurant, and every time I go there, I think, is someone going to spit in my face? Right. Now, that happened in July? I, I want to say it was like late May, early June. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. It's, <laughs> All right. We, it's on one of our episodes. We'll link yeah. to it. You definitely want to so, hear it. It's so it's, important. It really is. It's really, you know, life I think you were having an especially tough time then. Yes. And, and. <laughs> then someone spit in your face. Yeah, it felt it felt like if I were writing the screenplay of my life at that time, I, I would be like, mm, "It's too much. It's far it's too, too much. Too obvious this metaphor, uh, and yet it really happened." Maybe she, you know, maybe a heel breaks off your shoe. Maybe you stub yeah. your toe. Like that would have been enough. Yes. Yeah. If I were wearing heels, I would probably go straight to the hospital. But. Okay. My feet, also a fascinating, fascinating topic. Are um, they? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Uh, not to anybody but me. Uh, that is the end of my list. It's a strong list. Congratulations. Uh, Lori. Uh, Chris. I, this is Carb Face. So I've been told. I want to talk about meringue. I have a hard time with meringue. Wow. Okay. I feel like it's a waste. Uh-huh. I feel like meringue is, by definition, encouraging food waste because you get rid of the yolks. So you're separating the eggs. We're taking all the good stuff out. Mm-hmm. I think it is a definition of food waste and frivolity, and it makes me really mad. I think you are dead wrong. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you feel that way. What I love about your opinions is how firmly entrenched you are in <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> Wow. And I admire that about you because you come out swinging while standing in a hole. If you it's throw... It's like you pop, like you're in, you're, you're in a hole in the ground like baby Jessica. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. You're down that in... That was a well, not a hole. Well, still, <laughs> still in the ground. And there was a hole and you're in a pipe. Yep. And your head pops out. I'm so mad. And you start swinging at me. Here's the thing. If you are throwing your egg yolks in the garbage, mm. you are garbage. Give me recipes and, and sell Spaghetti them. carbonara. Oh, geez. Come on. Yeah. I'm making meringue and then I'm just going to make some carbonara. That you, makes sense. It does. Put them in a fucking bowl. Cover them up. Put them Ugh. in the fridge. They're like going to spill. Of, <laughs> They're going to spill. Someone's going to throw them away. They're going to sit in there for days. No one should this make This is a meringue. problem that you have the power to solve. Do you make a lot of meringue? Almost none. No, I, I made it a lot in cooking school. Um, I mean, when you say just meringue, you make it sound like it's just a bowl of egg whites. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I don't, just yeah. a bowl of egg whites. I don't, I don't bake a lot. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't make a lot of meringue. But if I did, I would stick my dick in it. Would you? No, because it's, fuck- there's, there's, it's kind of nothing. Mm. I don't know. It seems like it would just be like sticking your dick in a di- like dish soap. <laughs> I mean, like that fluffy. Would hurt. Just so you know, that would burn. <laughs> um, I don't make a lot of meringue, but I did in cooking school. I, I know that it has uses. Uh, I think it, it adds something to a coconut 
cream pie, a lemon meringue pie. Yeah. Uh, I like a meringue cookie. Huh. Uh, you know, I think you it do has, a pavlova. I do. That is one thing that I actually have made somewhat recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents went to New Zealand in the 90s and uh, brought back a pavlova recipe. And it's been a family dessert ever since. And there's nothing is pavlova, funny about it. Is pavlova big in New Zealand? It is big in New Zealand. Is it really? Yeah, it's a it's an Australia New Zealand dessert. They 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 climb it. They climb that sheet. And by that you mean they climb it? They climb it. Yeah, they climb it. They fall right through. Oh, Jesus, because the structure is yeah, very. Yeah, because there's no egg yolk inside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this is the thing. Save your fucking egg yolks. All right. Top three recipes for egg yolks. You've number one carbonara. Mm-hmm. Number two, salted egg yolks. What What would I do? You take your egg yolk. You bury it in salt. Wow. Gently. You have to be very careful with it. So We're it's talking not to kosher break. salt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There are, Google it. It was like the thing. It was the fucking internet food sensation. Like two or three years ago, everybody was doing it and feeling like they had just discovered it. But it's... Um, it's an old Chinese technique. Okay. Uh, so salted now egg I'm, yolks. Just so you know, as soon as you say Chinese technique, I'm now on board. Okay. I'm on board with meringue okay. as well. Okay. Right. Okay. Because this is what you do with your yolks. Thank you. Salted egg yolks. After a couple of days, they harden up and then you like grate them over pasta. Really? Or you grate them into your hot cereal. Well, that's nice. Or you make a sauce out of them. Yeah. I spent a lot of time. <laughs> Spent some time in Hong Kong last year, back yeah. when I used to have a boss who would send me on fancy trips. <laughs> a job. A job. Back when I used to have a job and an income. Uh, I spent a lot of time talking to chefs about salted egg yolks in the service of writing a story, which I have yet to write. It's been almost a year. Oh, you will you please write that? Yeah, we'll get around to it. Come on, write it. Uh, yeah. Write it. I will. Um, I would so read that's that. Two. That is some of your writing that I would legit read. Okay. Uh, number three for egg yolks. Uh, any hot rice or hot pasta dish, you just drop that egg yolk in there, and it's like a it's a sauce. It, it's it's as our friends on Retail Nightmares might say, it's yeah. an acceptable sauce. Oh. Just an egg yolk on your hot pasta, your hot rice. Stir it into your uh, hot soup, egg drop soup. Although that, is, that really does require a white, but just a just an egg yolk stirred into steaming foods makes a delicious sauce. Wow! Yeah, All so right. that's three, motherfucker. I would like to apologize, Lori. No, not accepted. I was the one. Well, it's fine. I was the one in the hole. I am baby Jessica, and I've always been baby Jessica. Yeah, it's, she's got to be like in her thirties now, right? Yeah, I hope she's okay. I she is. I is feel she? Like I've, I feel like she pops up every once in a while, like in the national Enquirer or something we have a lot of younger listeners mm-hmm. we skew young yes very popular with the young yeah, yeah. folks not teens just Maybe. a little older just I think a little my older niece might listen mm. uh, I mean, i'm sorry she's a great person she is a great person I, I i'm embarrassed about some of the things she's hearing yeah stop listening uh that goes for everybody they may not know baby jessica mm-hmm. baby jessica as I remember, as I watched it unfold live on mm-hmm. TV, mm-hmm. baby Jessica out. She's not really a baby, maybe a toddler. She was, I think she was like two, maybe two and years old. And she fell down a, a well. pipe well or just a well? A well. Was baby Jessica in the well? That was that was the sort of take, take away right. So she's stuck in there and her 
she's just wedged in and they can't get her out. Yep. So people had to work very, very hard. There was a whole rescue operation. Oh. It was national news for several days. Yeah. They got her out. They she streamed it live. Baby Jessica got out of the well. Oh. All right. I just want to say I'm baby Jessica and thank you so much for getting me out yep. of the well of, of meringue. Yep. And egg yolks. You cannot climb out of that shit. The meringue. <laughs> That's true. Just, it's like quicksand. Uh, thank you for saving me. Uh, I was told by a friend who has a son who is a millennial that her son said that I am like a millennial. And I wasn't sure. He's a, mm. he's a listener. He's a Carpe's listener. Shout out to Luke. Hey, Luke. Uh, I was not sure how I felt about that. Do I? I think it was meant as a compliment. Oh, God, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I take it. Take it. I'm a I'm I'm young tail soul. end tail end of Gen X. Lori, we got gifts. Yes. Let's talk about them. One we've opened gifts. and I ate more than half oh, and I apologize. Yeah. I actually shared more than Your half. Coworkers of it. got all yeah, yeah. up in it. I mean, honestly, I'm sur- I'm pleased and surprised that there's any left because of the way I behaved with uh the, with the Michigan the goodies. From Michigan. So thanks for even saving the little that you of did. Of course. You want to talk about who sent it? Yes. This is from our wonderful listener. 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 This is from our listener, Anna Wen, who I believe lives in Canada, but her mom sent the most delicious peanut brittle from Arkansas. It's so good. It's so good. It's not sticky. It's like the perfect consistency. It's not going to break a tooth. Mm-mm. It's it's so, so good. Thank you so much. Um, Chris's coworkers ravaged it. Yeah, um, they did. Which but, is but which is good. Lori got plenty. Yeah. And yeah. what I like is you're getting more peanuts mm-hmm. than the brittle yes. ratio. So you're getting protein. The ratio, which is very and important And sugar. To me. Protein yeah. and sugar, and there's really nothing better. The ratio so is perfect. It's really, really outstanding. Thank you, Anna. Yeah. And then we have another gift, which mm-hmm. we haven't opened yet. We haven't. And it, it's uh, from Canada. It, this is from Canada. Did yeah. you have to pay to get this released? He from did, the, yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I didn't have to pay anything. Okay. So thank you, Sender. Uh, and this is from G. Krishnaraj in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, and I have not yet opened it. So maybe I can back up from the mic and rip yeah, this fucker it. open. Do it, do it. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. This appears to be a Halloween card. Mm-hmm. And I see on the package. Sorry, I have a mouthful no, of No, take food. your time. I see on the package that it was actually mailed on October 24th. Uh, it I took me a while. Things I, take, I've I think, held yeah. on to it. Okay. Yeah. So the, the card is a unicorn. On the front, it's a unicorn eating an ear of corn and pooping out candy corn. And it says where candy corn comes from. And it's kind of in a shower of glitter and there's intact candy corns coming out of its yeah. ass. Do it's I like, want to eat them? Yeah. Probably, yeah. You, you certainly yeah. would. Have you ever seen a hippo poop? Um, no. Okay. They spray their tail or they, they twirl their tail. So the poop uh, is like fertilizer just spreading all over. Wow. Yeah. And so that's kind of what the unicorn is doing. What? Is the evolutionary adaptation there? I don't know, but I like it. What I like about it is it's it's spreading the love. Yeah. And so then you're going to get a more even fertilization. So thank you, Hippo God. Fascinating. Okay, so so that's that's what reminds me of the uh, the unicorn pooping candy corn. Yeah. Should I? read this out Yeah, see if there's anything in there that you want to use. It says, Dear Chris and Lori, my Twitter thread has already let you know how much I love the podcast and how perfect of a time it came at. So I'll just quickly and simply say thank you. Thank you for your effort, for your humor, 
and it's spelled H-U-M-O-U-R because oh, he's Canadian. Canada. And for being a source of solace and joy for me and others like me. That is so nice. One, whenever I travel or I'm having a rough day, my partner Fiona hides a Kit Kat somewhere for me. So here's a Kit Kat because it's definitely been a rough while. Oh, let's check out the no, Kit Kats. This is up. exciting. Oh, oh, it's a beautiful Kit God. Kat. It's a Kit beautiful Kat. Kit Kat. Thank you. Classic Kit Kat. Classic. Uh, and there's also, I do see that there's some yeah, issue just in there stay, too. Keep reading. Okay. Two, beaver droppings. I don't know. It seemed like a very Canadian thing to send. Yeah. Uh, and there's, I got. It's it's upsetting, <laughs> in some good ways. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a a drawing, black and white drawing on this package of a beaver taking a dump, taking a dump, but the dump is being covered by maple leaves, which is classy. Oh, However, Canada. the beaver appears to be sweating. Yes, <laughs> that's where it gets tough. <laughs> All right. Uh, these are maple flavored peanuts. Thank you. That sounds great. Oh my god. Maple flavored. There's Peanuts. so much Peanuts. so much Peanuts. to talk about. All right. Three, high chews. Y'all are like some weird gods that only take offerings of high chews. And I think it's hilarious and great. Never had kiwi. Hope it doesn't suck. Oh, Happy no. Halloween so and good. cheers. Gautam Krishnaraj. Thank you so much. That is this so is nice. Fantastic. Um, thanks, Chris, for holding on to this for two months. You're welcome. We love our listeners. We do. Um, that was really nice. Thank you. We You can... Send us look down on your uh, your app and your your podcast app right now. Just look down, bring it up. Okay, bring your bring your podcast app up. Look at the notes on this episode, and right there is our PO box, and you can send us stuff, and we like it. Thank you. Thank you. That peanut brittle is killer. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some uh, beaver droppings. Uh, we, I was at my quiet, relaxing Taoist Tai Chi workshop when everyone's phone, 500 people, everyone's phone went, <laughs> and everyone's like, what's that? And it's, it was the grand opening of this new center and temple, and it was an extreme, extreme tornado watch in the area for the next 20 minutes Great. while we all hovered. Everyone's like, what do we do? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> wow. uh, it did not hit can us. Can you speak? No, I can. Don't be sorry. Yeah. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah, we're great. Are we good? Okay, yeah. I did record good that levels. you were in a Tai Chi center. I hope I that's okay. Know, All right. I am right. proud. I have nothing to hide there. Well, Tai Chi American. No, Canadian. He's Canadian. <laughs> I'm, Ameri- I'm a dual uh, citizen okay. born in the United States. Born in the United States where? In, well, so this is a funny food story. I'm in right. Lenny's Diner next to the crappy La Quinta Motel on Highway 19 in Dunedin, Florida. Know it well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worth knowing for the blintzes. And I open the menu. <laughs> and at Lenny's Diner, the bagel uh, portion of the menu was the story of my life. Where mm. they had three bagels named. Okay. One was the Teaneck, New Jersey, where we lived when I was born. Okay. One was the Toronto, where I grew up. And one was the New York where I live now. Wow. It's like right there in on the menu. It's wow. weird. Now you're also a devout Christian. <laughs> I would believe, right? Because that's Jesus talking at you right there. Neither, not, neither I nor Lenny is a devout <laughs> Christian. Okay, fine, fine. He is a Mets fan, however, who has to support the... the I'm going to get in the wrong category here, but whatever the Philadelphia team is, the Phillies, I guess, because he <laughs> they do summer training there. And uh, so there's Philly okay. paraphernalia all over. I learned in reading the things on the wall. But one learns when reading the things on the wall. I mean, 
that's if you go to baseball. the bathroom there's something else you can learn I bet right about all I'm usually the writing those things I'm not reading them it's <laughs> fair mostly phone fair. numbers hey uh, we have a guest we do have a guest you've heard him speak mm-hmm. you know he's a devout Christian who <laughs> 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 reads bathroom walls yep. you know and that but no one who knows him knows that so aren't you lucky uh would you mind introducing yourself? Certainly. My name is Mitchell Davis. And we would know you from? You might know me from? Sunday school. <laughs> no, I only went there for a few years. Vacation Bible camp. A few weeks, couldn't <laughs> okay. do it. Yes. Um, you would know me from the James Beard Foundation. In fact, once I left the Beard House in a bow tie and a bowler hat on my way to an event, and some woman had a freak out ghost sighting where she thought I was James Beard. Ooh. It was another time and perhaps mm-hmm. another body form. Ah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I've been there a long time, 25 years. I am now the chief strategy officer of that organization. Wow. Mm. What did you say when she was like, you're, you're the ghost of James Beard? <laughs> that is so weird. I said, I hope I'm smaller. No, uh, <laughs> I, it was actually kind of touching, honestly. Yeah. Mm. First of all, there's a weird feeling when you are leaving a brownstone in New York City and you're mm. suddenly on the street, you know, without mm. the elevator and the vestibule and other mm-hmm. things that keep mm-hmm. you from the street. So I was a little bit out of sorts, locking a door mm. on the street in Manhattan. Seems mm-hmm. weird. Yes. And then to be tapped on the shoulder by an elder woman to say, oh, my God, I thought you were James Beard. It's rather flattering. Wow. Really. Now, you have to, working there as chief strategy officer, my understanding is you have to cosplay as him at least once a week. (laughs) Funny you should say that because, no, we don't. But I've heard told of a great IACP event in Seattle once where they hired... There's never been a great IACP event. (laughs) Continue. It was before my time. But they did hire several James Beard lookalikes to walk around the grand dinner. And I have wanted to do that ever since. Wow. Like unemployed Santa Clauses off season? That's so weird. Yeah, I know. But people still remember that wow I, I bet. wasn't there and i wasn't invited to participate sure. so it can't be that much a likeness wow well there's a op- new opportunity <laughs> for Cosplay. for actors yeah. perhaps yeah. it'll be my next title yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um so we are we want to ask you some questions about sure. the foundation i know it's kind of a new era 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 both i've, I've taken some shit recently for the way americans say era all right, here's the deal, listener. Right. Let me just speak to you directly. <laughs> here's what we want from you, five stars <laughs> on iTunes. I don't want you to accost Lori in Food Town. We don't need that, especially from potential future guests. Yeah, and I liked and, it. And if we mispronounce things, mm-hmm. Guess what? So do you, asshole. But nobody's there in your life correcting you every second. Although right? we would do that for a fee. Oh, I, I think that would be like oh, a... I will gladly do it for free. Yeah. Oh, really? I just really? like to point out that a cost has costs in it. Cosplay. Uh, if you're going to derail <laughs> our derailments, <laughs> we're, do- we're never going to make it through this. Oh, we've already started? <laughs> yes. Oh, we've been recording. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're in it. We you're in. when you're 20 minutes late, we're in oh, it. Right man. when you walk in, I know, I know. All right, so we have uh, we have. I did text Lori on the way in today because I've been known to I don't know be a little aggressive with some of the guests that you've brought with the male guests with the white male guests. <laughs> <that you've brought. laughs> 
And so I said, on a scale from Ina to Durst, which is the scale that we've come up with, Julia Tertian, uh, mm-hmm. for the creepy scale. But mm-hmm. I said, in terms of, you know, what hostility should I bring to this, Ina or, or Durst? Right, and you Ina said, being the nicest and most yeah, hospitable, yeah, yeah, yeah. Durst being dismember you in front of your family. Yeah. Uh, I said, Ina, these are my friends. Uh, and I said, fine, Ina before the cocktail hour. Great. So <laughs> no one's been drinking yet. <laughs> so the, she, I don't have that edge yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I, I think what we want to ask really is about the foundation. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of changes. You have a new president? Is a new, she, her title is CEO. New CEO. Yes. And uh, a lot of um, stuff recent stated changes about policies around the awards and so mm-hmm. i think that you know chris has been um really anxious to hear about all of that sure. as i have i feel like i've I, i'm a, i've kept up with it a little bit but yeah tell us. well first of all the the changes really predate the new ceo mm-hmm. claire reichenbach mm-hmm. a lovely british woman a great vocabulary. She probably says era. She says many things differently and has <laughs> a lot of um, metaphors and sayings that, that make us laugh. Um, <laughs> visual, very visual mm. speakers, those, mm-hmm. those Brits. Um, but we, we began, I mean, as an organization, we're known obviously for the Beard Awards primarily. And, and if you've been to an event or a dinner at the Beard House or somewhere in the country, the, the meals but over the last few years, we have um, increasingly been playing in the food system change space, if such a space exists and if mm-hmm. it has that name. And um, and so we've been really educating, nurturing, supporting a, a, a cohort. We call them an army of advocate chefs going out there to to advocate for for a better food system, really, whether it's about sustainability or equity or, or what have you. And, and in fact, the leadership change, I think, was um, seen as an opportunity to double down on that positive change we've been seeing and also the positive way the foundations have been seen in those, those new spaces. So not just food and yumminess and culture and gastronomy, but also these other places. And so, so we were... Um, in some ways, forced to to have a point of view um, with the advent of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. if, um, again, which predates the movement and the mm-hmm. name and the hashtag. But but uh, and then sort of under the new regimen, really looking for ways that we can integrate all of the good work that we do. And now we say we're about uh, good food for good is our new tagline. Mm. Um, so the good that we do into all of the good food part that we do and are known for. So. We have, um, in our most um, sort of prominent program, the James Beard Award, has been trying to find ways to infuse um, what I would say are, are some shared values mm. into, into a system that I also have to say we don't really control. Um, the okay. awards are voted on by people who volunteer, experts in their fields, journalists, et cetera, um, or designers, uh, authors, editors, mm-hmm. all the sorts of people who, who are the judges for various categories of the awards. So we don't actually have any say in the outcome, but we do have a say in the procedures and the, um, the breadth with which we attract candidates to the mm-hmm. pool and um, with the kind of marching orders. Um, and I think we were just reflecting what was going on in the larger food society by telling judges to consider what they know about the people who are cooking their food or the environments in which in the cultures in which those people are working and and to just think about a James Beard Award as an emblem of 
some form of leadership beyond culinary skill. Mitchell, Robert Durst here. Um, <laughs> just some follow-up questions. Please, push me. <laughs> Let me get my drink. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, you did bring candy, so I, l- let's talk about candy while I uh, lob this at you. You talk about you you not being able to control the outcome or affect the outcome, but of, but of course you, you do immediately affect the outcome by choosing the judges that you choose who will decide on the winners. And so there is a, a pre-selection of, of potential of, Although, of, of who will win. Understood. The, the judges are chosen by the volunteer committees of each different award. So and we do not do that, judge? but they choose. Yeah. So, sure. Okay, so you're a couple of, of steps removed yeah. because then you choose the volunteers. I'm not trying to uh, absolve I, myself of any responsibility. I understand that, but, yeah. but, but unlike a, a previous culinary uh, association mentioned earlier, you're not actually allowing your president to win an award for cookbook of the year. No. no. Um, which then gets reported on by the Washington Post, which used my tweets pointing that out. Um, so anyway, I, there, I think you're coming to the yeah. table with your values, sure. which I love. Uh, there's been a whole lot of change, which you've, you've started to go into. Mm-hmm. I think you've set us up for why some of those changes mm-hmm. happened and what values forward means. Uh, and we will get into those. Sure. Good, Lori. Mm-hmm. I'm going back into Ina now. Okay, good, right. good. Well, Durst wasn't so bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> he was really... He had lunch, so... He's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's also not mic'd in the bathroom by himself. <laughs> uh, he's in front of people. Uh, I just want to say you, you are still choosing the winners by choosing the volunteers. Sure. And, and I think in a series of, of four essays recently where you asked some really um, important voices yeah. out of, there are many important voices out there, but four in particular to say, how can the foundation do better? And what aren't we yet doing either great at, good at, or yeah. we're, we're missing it completely? I think one of, one of the writers pointed out that the representation, you, you want to honor diverse voices in, in so many good things happened in terms of representation and seeing different names and faces this past year at at the awards. But your foundation representation, and I believe it's the board, um, I may have that wrong, but Mm -hmm. I think it's the board, is not yet reflective of uh, the food community that you represent. Neither is the staff. Neither... That was my follow-up, so go ahead and talk about Neither are the committees, as you noted. And... And so, so what are you of, doing about that? Yeah, well, one thing we're doing about that is we have given a directive to the committees that they should be reflective of the breadth and um, diversity. It's such, a, it's such a silly word. It's like sustainability. It's come to mean nothing but diversity of, let's say, the field. But what we're, what, what's more important is uh, I actually there are a lot of amazing people. And you mentioned Julia Tertian's great list of mm-hmm. of. Uh, is it, what is, I mean, what is it a list of people of color or of alternate, um, identities mm-hmm. <laughs> perhaps T- in, typically in non, and this isn't how she might define it, but I would say non-white cisgendered males. Okay. So not me. Is that how'd they do? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. And basically everybody else, everybody else. So, so that, that's great. But one of the things we can do as an organization is try to find a way to open up the gates a little bit so that some people rise, whether it's to 
I mean, not just to the media attention, but to the profession in some ways. And I, I was just at a meeting before this where uh, we get the sense that there, um, if you go one generation down, and it's really just, it's, it's punching at the ceiling right now, there are amazing women, there are amazing people of color, there are amazing um, sort of different people. I mean, it's not unlike the politics we're in at the moment, where we happen to be recording this on election day. And so we know that there are some strong, um, talented, creative people waiting to bust through. But the busting through is not easy. You, they don't just have to be there, they have to actually get through. So we've started a bunch of different programs, and we are going to continue to find ways that as an organization, we can throw our weight around. Um, to try to change that. And you've got to change it from three directions or five directions, not just the bottom. So I, I'm thinking of something we started called the Women's Entrepreneur Leadership Program. So we, there are tremendous great women in the world who cook. We know that there are great chefs, but, but this data shows they leave the industry at a certain point. And you could argue they leave because of family, they leave because of children, they leave because they don't earn any money, they leave because they, there are a million reasons that people leave. Um, but one of the reasons they shouldn't leave is because there's no space or opportunity or money or business knowledge for them to succeed. And so, so we thought, okay, let's, let's see what we can do. And we keep hearing money, access to capital, access to capital is the mm -hmm. biggest problem for women who own their businesses, who are often chefs, although not only because they leave chefs to open a bakery because no one wants to be a chef. And it's not, we've all been in those kitchens. It's not exactly fun. Um, but if you, you are a woman who wants to choose to be in that kitchen and you want to own a restaurant and build an empire, you ought to have the same chances as the guy next to you. And you don't. And so we're trying to find ways, in, I mean, inflection points, you could call them or whatever, to take the resources we have and, and pry them open a little bit, make some space for that to be. And at the same time, I keep reminding people also, if you don't want an empire of restaurants, and that's fine too. <laughs> like maybe a women's approach is to have one little right. good restaurant, which would be nice also. But but should you want to have 42 restaurants like your friend Jean-Georges von Richten and you're a woman? He is my friend. Okay, <laughs> of course. Like, where friends. is he ever at any moment in time? Um, then you ought to be able to do that. And the fact that you're a woman shouldn't be in your way. <laughs> so mm. same, and, and this is new for us as an organization for all the reasons you say. We are a bunch, largely a group of white people. We have several people of color on, on the team. We're trying to find ways to, to change that, um, to increase that. And, and it's not easy. And it's not easy, particularly in this environment. You know, you can't, it, I, I know many people have worked for a long time fighting poverty or in sort of underserved communities. And you can't just get someone a job interview. Like I'm thinking mm -hmm. of a friend who runs you know, job programs. You can't just push someone into an interview and say, right. okay, here's a bunch of white people now go perform. It doesn't work like that. There are, there are systemic challenges. There are things you have to do that, uh, that not white people with money don't have to do that you need time for. There are, you, know, you need the right clothes. You need all this sort of stuff that we take for granted. And I think we are just trying to figure out what that is in the food space um, that leads to success or, or to not success um, and find a way to help push it in the right direction. It's, mm. it's, it's not, it's hard for us, it's hard for us to even know what success looks like because I don't think success is um, a, a, a pretty mosaic of the different faces of the community. You know, we need some things to change in the food industry in general. I, I think it's funny that everyone thinks it's the answer to the, the labor problems is that you can have a job for $9 an hour and work your ass off and have no family life and have health issues by the time you're 45 because mm. of the career. We need to fix that if that's really the approach we want to take. If we want to make food a, food a space for people to have a, have a good life, it should be a good life, should be possible. And it's not unrelated to why why some kid from from Harlem or the Bronx um, doesn't succeed in a restaurant because mm. it's it's complicated. The, the trade-offs are are not 
always clear. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? In I'm going to dump this out because one of the, yes. there were many, many things that were not expected in my Whoa. trip to China. Uh, in my first time on mainland China. And one of them was that all of, wherever you went, there were these stores and aisles and grocery stores of little lunch packs of oh, things that you would think God. were Mars bars or various stuff. And some of them were candy, but then some were like dried shrimp. A in snacking pack. shrimp. Yes. Some Is that were, a dried shrimp? Well, I, I, so. I, I don't know. Uh, some of them shrimp. were actually no, fish. But. And some were um, some were cookies, and then okay. mochi, and then some were duck legs and duck what? tongues, <laughs> and and they were all mixed in as though they were served the same purpose. Yeah. So I don't even know really what these are. I mean, they look like things that go in lunch, but I mean, an entire Great. aisle in a grocery store, a whole store full Great. of these things. This is I'm very exciting. Intrigued. So the the shrimp has a has a give to it. I mean, it's not like a hard dried shrimp. It feels like if I open this, the shrimp would be. Soft. Moist. Yeah, well, why don't moist. we find okay. out? Okay. May moist, I? A yeah. moist shrimp. This, 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 is dry, this one has English dried yellow peach. Okay. That could be tasty. This, my eye went right to the shrimp because okay, I just thought, just I have never closest. seen, and I'm going to take a picture of it before I open it up. Right. So I, I, no one, no one seemed to think it was odd that, there, I mean, hundreds of different things like this in these tiny little lunch packs. And, um, oh, this is the, I think this one is the, Yes, this is the duck wing. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be so, as a person who's always looking for protein, I would be so happy to have just a shrimp in my purse, just a single-serve shrimp. Pull it out. Can you imagine you pull it out on the subway, what right? you would get? I don't know if does it have a strong smell. Kind of. It kind of does. <laughs> smells like shrimp? I would be so smells mad. Smells like shelf-stable shrimp? These yeah. are not refrigerated shrimp. I opened a jerky ball. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, so who knew really that beef jerky was everywhere you went? In it's Tokyo? really good. Wow. Oh yeah. All right. What is Sweet going on here? Spicy. Mm-hmm. I like the shrimp. It's it's spicy. I'm surprised by the spiciness. It's you know, it feels preserved but not overly so. So I, this is very different from M and M's. Yeah. Although there are peanuts. They're <laughs> doing a lot of peanuts. Oh wait, and these are um, these are sugar coated pine nuts, which I thought That's was really interesting. Oh wow. Can I have a shrimp? Yes. The shrimp is a really. I mean, I'm. I'm it's blown away beautiful. by that. Anyway, this is different Thank than a high chew. Different, <laughs> yeah, shrimp high chew. Ooh, oh, yeah. oh. Thank you for sharing these. Yeah, things this, with is us, really this is really. This is really exciting. It would exciting. appear that pine yeah. nuts actually have an outer shell. Oh, which was you, news to me. Are you is okay? It, um, that, edible? Yeah, no. It well, it is, but Unclear. it's clear. Everything's it's, edible if you have enough teeth. <laughs> I just have a, a cat, a recently enemaed cat that I have to go pick up. Jesus Christ. I'm Lord. not even kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you should see the transcript of the voicemail. I just ate a lot voicemail. of shrimp and nuts and some jerky. And <laughs> it's like I just felt like a lot to take This on. is Dylan from the cat practice. Good news. Petey had his enema. He pooped and you can pick him up at any time. Great. I can we go back to the shell on the pen? <laughs> we can if you want to. Are you doing all right? Yeah, but look at that. They have shells. Well, anyway. I ate the whole thing. That may come back to. Well. I may need to go talk to Petey's doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say. You know, you know a place. Yeah. They pretty much only service cats. You did good things this year as part of the James Beard Awards. 
Thank or you. JBFAs, or however I'm supposed to. <laughs> is it? Refer to it. JBA? JBFA? You do say, our hashtag is JBFA, I believe. Great. Uh, it feels like, and normally I don't talk about the work that I do, so I don't want to go into detail. But the work that I do, we really focus in on leadership and words and actions being in alignment mm -hmm. and we have you know we refer to the say do so you say it but did you actually do anything about it and i'm starting to see more um words and in intentions and actions so we're getting here's what we want to go do and then you're actually doing it it sounds like here's what i'm perceiving so tell mm -hmm. me what i'm missing looks like number one you knew you were becoming um potentially irrelevant the food world by focusing in on only a few of the names that are already known generally and you made and you might not agree with that i'm getting a, I'll give it to i'm you. getting it's a fine. maybe well i'm getting a maybe i'm also getting a vehement no who wants to own their i don't I mean, know that it was us I, I i don't know that we ever thought we were going becoming irrelevant but i certainly think that the things that we were celebrating, um, well, the, the food world had changed so that the things that we were celebrating yes. were not the totality of the food world. Exactly, anymore. and therefore you irrelevant. become niche and irrelevant yeah. okay. by focusing in on a narrow band sure. of what good looks like. And, and your word, good food for good, is that it? Is that, that the slogan? That is the slogan. And defining good is really important. Absolutely, right? bo both and of those goods, and they're different. Yeah. Yes. So it looks like to me you recognize that that was a problem. Hmm? And you asked, you asked voters to vote or choose or select in ways that would represent the values that the James Beard Foundation would stand for. Mm -hmm. And therefore, and we'll just lay it on the table, Mario didn't get an award last year. <laughs> uh, that is true. Okay. So thank you. Uh, second thing that <laughs> you did. I take no credit, but Yeah, okay. but okay. Thanks to the foundation. Yep. To everybody that works there. The committees. And to, okay, to the committees that yeah. were selected, <laughs> the people that, yes, all of them. Um, you've talked about uh, the, the entry fee this year. The entry fee oh, yeah. is what infuriated me. Mm -hmm. it, it was when I submitted one year for my Twitter account. Was it your Twitter that you yeah. submitted? That's, <laughs> I love your, your can-do attitude. <laughs> For humor, Twitter because yeah. because I might I might suggest your humor awards aren't always funny. Yeah, well, um, I that's think fine. Everyone agrees. That's fine. That with they're, that. Not, they're not. Um, they're not doing it anymore, which is funny say, in and of I might also <laughs> say I'm not always funny. So fair enough. Um, but it, it felt like the 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 year that I submitted, we needed that $135. We needed that 135. And I looked at my wife and I said, I want to do this. And she's like, okay, yep, great, fine. Uh, we'll find it somewhere else. But what you did this year was you gave several weeks of submit for free. Uh, we did not submit this podcast. Yeah, I what? just yeah. needed to tell you. I know. Uh, all right, I so we have to pull you, shit up. For you, we we're going to double the fee. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, so that is another, you said you were going to reduce the barrier to entry, mm -hmm. and you actually did it we in did. a very meaningful way. You sought outside partnership to make that happen, because things do cost money. And so you found a way through, through that reality. You've 
I think you were getting feedback that you weren't hearing from the, the many voices that the James Beard Foundation should represent, and I would say claims to represent, <laughs> by being the premier food award or something, right? <laughs> like, I think you're out there. You're out there as the yeah, Emmys, well, the Oscars of, the, I mean, of you, the food world, It's right? a fine line between representing many voices and having a point of view and your own voice. Fair. And, and okay. I mean, we are wading into that to have line, a voice, yeah. a specific voice or yeah. a specific point of view. A point of view Fine. that I think is a better way to put it, but yes. But you talk, you, you had, you published four essays mm-hmm. from people like Mayuk Sen, from uh, Tunde Wei, yep. uh, Nicole um, Taylor, and, and previous guests, Amanda Cohen. Previous right. guests, Amanda Cohen at Dirt Candy. So, well, I so thought, and they were very critical essays of, of how the foundation is falling short. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't hit as hard as they could have, but they hit, <laughs> they landed. Well, yeah, they landed, and they hit harder than any, that, I mean, you weren't part of the conversation with our trustees when they read those essays and thought, how could we possibly publish them? Mm-hmm. And the response that I and my colleagues had was, well, if we don't and someone else does, that's much worse. Yeah. At least this way we can, we can work together, we can figure out what to do. Um, so yeah, you know, and, and those are, again, just for people's opinions. But one of the things that I think is driven home, even though they're four very different essays, and one's about the Journalism Awards primarily, one's about women, obviously, one's about women of color, one's about, about um, sort of racial e- equality or racial equity, um, is that they spoke to power structures that are different, that, that, I, that I've learned in us doing this work and by being a sentient human, um, are not always recognized or seen or, or um, even acknowledged in any way as being part of a problem. So yeah. when Tunde Wei says in, one of, in his essay, I think like for you sh- every white person should step aside and should hire two black people for that job, um, that's not because it looks good. That's because something in the historic power structure of how organizations and yeah. food and the whole world works is out of whack. And for him, um, that's until you fix the power. And I know this because I spent a lot of time talking with him about this. You, you don't fix anything. Like you, it is just a blip, or it's you yeah. know, it's a bunch of white people who decide now this is the thing to do until there's something else to do. We play a game. It's called Lots of Likes. It's about things you like. Okay. Because we talked about, we had a great conversation today. Let's talk about what we like. Uh, Lori, ready? I'm so ready. Anything else that you to, want to ask? To stand by. Allison, and, you good. Um, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I am, I am ready. To, does, well, let's ask Mitchell. Are you, are you familiar with Lots of Likes? I have heard a few. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So you understand. Listening. It's a very simple game. You just tell us what you like. And uh, the way to win the game is to either impress us uh, as few have done. That's not true. Everyone impresses us. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) I'm thinking of our top two. People think I'm the mean one. No, it's I I keep it in check. I'm quietly a nightmare. Uh, The two people that have impressed us us the most were um, Helen Helen Rosner, who was just like a machine of likes. And then um, Joe Yonan who with one answer kind of yeah. floored us, which was mayonnaise sandwich, mayonnaise, if sandwich. I, mayonnaise sandwich yeah, yeah, yeah. which is actually gross. No, but, it's not. Okay. Love it. All right. I don't. Uh, but I love that. I loved it as an answer. Yeah. I don't love it as like lunch, you know? 
Anyway, uh, so that's lots of likes. You just tell so us I what you tell like. You what I like. Yeah, what do you like? And then if you pause, Chris will say, what else do you like? <laughs> what else do you like? I really should have rehearsed. Um, no, I spontaneous. What My favorite like? food is bread. Great, what else do you like? I like lemon. <laughs> I like... <laughs> Uh, Wait, lemon flavor or lemons? Lemon, well, yes, lemon okay. things. Lemon right. things, lemon not things. chocolate things. Lemon, vanilla things. I like meat. I really like meat. I like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, look I love on your face. <laughs> you were really in a thoughtful bliss place. I like meat, I like and meat. I think that's going to be the afraid, name. I'm not ashamed It'll be to the say name it. of this. I like and meat. And I like vegetarian food too, but I really like meat. My husband thinks I like vegetables too much. In fact, mm. I like, um, I I like to eat different things every day, and that makes me weird. I've learned. Mm. I like Japanese breakfast, for instance, uh-huh. and so I. Good. I like the next day having Mexican breakfast, and I like having French toast also. But two in a row, I apologize for. Um, I like. Um, oh, this is not. I don't like. I like. Mm, and it need not be food. We can it need not be can, food. Yeah, yeah, we can we can venture out mm. if you want to. It can be anything. Oh, I like big ideas. I like um, believing that people change is not always evident by what they do i like um i like um p- creative uh, i like to be challenged i like to feel uncomfortable because someone knows more smarter than i am i like to be um i like any kind of expertise even if it's the weirdest most futile looking thing um mm. and i like people who um i like people who feel confident enough to be different. Mm-hmm. Can we, we didn't, I, I realize, I'm stopping yeah. you for a moment. We forgot to tell you the other way to win or yeah, yeah, end yeah. the game is you can tell Chris to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can. No one's done it yet. <laughs> well, at first, Jen did. I like did. Chris. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just met him, but. But you like it, you <laughs> like Chris. Thank I you. do, yes. Wow. And even though I sometimes scratch my head, I like his Twitter feed. Wow, uh, wow, wow. I always know what it wow, means. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm not buttering you up because I also like people who can take criticism and be told that you don't like something and they don't think it's the end of the world and you hate their guts. Um, I like Europe. I like Italy. I like, I don't, well, that's not, that's, I don't like, that's a different game. I don't know. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. that's the rest of our time together. <laughs> that's, that's the rest of our time together. Um, Give it, we're running out of time. Yeah, Give us no, two more likes. Not, two more likes. Two more likes. Make them weird. Make them weird. Oh, my God. I'm not a weird person, I don't think. Mitchell. <laughs> I like Mitchell. pickles. What yes. do you want me to say? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love it. And One more. You can do this. One more. Bring it home. It could be a person, a band, I don't a like pet. Music. <laughs> you don't like music? Wow. I don't really like pets either. Okay. All right. <laughs> and children. kind of suck. Oh, I'm not into children. <laughs> Um, I like your honesty. I like I like honesty. I like my husband. Those are two right. good things. All right. Yeah. Um, Where's I'm your sorry. favorite place to sit in the James Beard house? It's not. It's not in there. <laughs> in the kitchen. I like being in the kitchen. There. I like cooking I like more that. than anything in the world. Ding 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 ding. You won. You won. You win. won. No. Yes, you did. You gave us pickles oh. and your husband. That's great. <laughs> 
and honesty, in that order. And honesty, honesty about the Pickles, comfort. honesty, husband. Yeah. And the you know the house is the house has its charms, but you prefer to stand, not sit, yeah. in the kitchen. Yes, which which is a challenging. It's it's not a secret that this is a challenging space, right? Given the it volume of the but stuff. But I also I, I I mean this is we're probably over time, but I like food not because of the food part, but because I actually think that if you if you view food as a kind of way, I mean, Len sounds so cliche, but a way to see the world, it's a different world if you really pay attention. So it's not, I don't lose myself in cooking. I don't whatever. I actually feel like I know different things because of the way I interact with food. And I think there's, there's stuff people could know, uh, could benefit from knowing. Mm. Thank you for yeah. coming and being a guest. I have not always been kind to your organization. <laughs> Thank you for I your honesty. Well, <laughs> thank you for not blocking me, oh. like many other Unlike associations. Unlike most, uh, <laughs> most uh, editors. I believe that. IACP. Yeah, funny. Um, right. Appreciate you um, taking it. And, and I, uh, it's not about me. Thank you for taking feedback and criticism from the community and actually doing something about it. It's, I think it's given people a lot of hope that this is more than a blip that it's more than a, a one-time thing, and then it's more than, uh, well, you check the box on, you know, 2018 was our year, so we can just point at that and say, but we've already, we already tried harder. Right. So we don't have to try harder anymore. And I, I see you trying harder as an organization. Thank you. Um, in very real ways that matter to a lot of people. If I had an air horn, I would have been blowing it for the past, like, That was my dick minutes. sucking moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's well, it felt good yeah. over here. <laughs> Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is, is going to be ASMR at the end for somebody who likes ASMR. So this is just gonna be some crinkle stuff.